Amen. Well, um, I want to go ahead and take us back into our series that we've titled Champion. Champion. And I know why some of you are looking at me kind of like I'm crazy right now because last week I said it was the final week in the series. And you're like, hold up, what's Pastor Hyden doing right now? And can I just use this as a moment to say that even in all of our planning, even in all of our preparation, the Holy Spirit has the final word. Amen? That if the Holy Spirit says, I want to add another song, we say, we'll do another song. If the Holy Spirit says, go another week, we'll go another week. Come on, whose timeline are we on? We're on his, amen? So there's no rush. There's no like expiration date on our church. We're just going to show up again next week and, and be led by the Lord. And we're, we, we're not in a hurry. That's why it's walk church, not run church. Amen? We're just taking our step, following him. And so I sensed this week a, a lack of release to go into a different series, but to stay in champion for one more message. And let me put the icons on the screen. I'll, I'll show you where we've been, and then I'll tell us where we're, we're going. So a few weeks back, we talked about the champion at the table. We spent a sermon that we devoted to the Lord's Supper and we looked at the first ever time where Jesus instituted this new covenant language at the table. Then we moved into Palm Sunday, champion on a donkey. The king pronounces his kingship as he rides in humbly, champion over the cross where he dies for you and me, blood on the tree. Amen. Jesus dies for us. Uh, Champion over the grave. Come on. Amen. Jesus didn't stay dead. The grave couldn't hold him down. All the ladies showed up at the tomb because the guys were sleeping. Right, And the ladies pronounced that he is risen, and he really has, and he's risen in our lives too for those who know him. And then last week we talked about the champion ascending, how Jesus didn't buy a mansion in Jerusalem somewhere and he's now just kicking it. No, he ascended to heaven at the right hand of the Father. I just imagine this moment when he sat down and brought the eternal blood, Hebrews 9, into the heavenly places. I'm sure the angels all did what Psalm 24 says and says, who is this king among us, this king of glory, mighty in battle, the champion ascending. And now everybody say one more. more. Say uno mas. mas. All right, come on, one more. I want to put this icon up on the screen, and and it's this globe icon. It It represents the world. I asked uh, my friends Teddy and Kehlani who ran track in college, I said, come on, y'all got to have a baton in your house somewhere. And they said, oh, we got a few. We're going to give you the gold one. And I said, ooh, I like the gold one. Makes me feel fast, okay? (laughs) And so what I believe is there's this baton passing that's happening in the the gospel narrative, right, where where God sends his, well, back in the day, God God sent a flood. We can go all the way back. God sends his prophets and then... God says, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to do something even better. I'm going to send my son. I'm going to send my my flesh. I'm going to send my son, Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, living out the prophecies. He passes Jesus the baton. Jesus dies on the cross, rises from the grave, and he passes the baton to the Holy Spirit. Come on. Holy Spirit comes down. This rushing wind fills the room. The believers are empowered and emboldened to do something great. And then we're given the baton from the Holy Spirit and oh, walk church, I pray we don't fumble it. I pray, that, I pray that we don't get the baton from the Holy Spirit. Jesus sends the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. And then we sit down and go to church. But friend, it's, it's us. And now church is a great part of the body and a great part of the gospel. But we have been sent, we have been given the baton and have been sent to the world. We have been sent on a mission, on a race, Hebrews 12, to the nations. And I want to go ahead and preach a message to you today just briefly on this topic. Jesus is the champion of all the nations. Jesus is not just the champion of, but he's a champion for all the nations. I I thought I was going to get a little something more, but I think this is why this message is so necessary. Because I think if we're not careful, we can get inside our, our, our Americanized box of Christianity and we can forget about all the earth that we just sang about all the earth. We just start to sing all of Las Vegas. And the song is bigger than that, amen? We start to pray the Lord's Prayer. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come on earth as in heaven, right? But that on earth, amen? 
It's not just in Vegas. But God wants to bring his kingdom to all the earth. Let me jump back into Acts chapter 1. So we look at verse 8. That's where we've been last week. We talked about how we'll receive power from the Holy Spirit, baton pass, amen? The Holy Spirit empowers us, takes up residence within us to do something great. It's come upon you, and you will be my witnesses where? In Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Come on, somebody say end of the earth. That Jesus put a calling on each and every one of us to the nations. And I want to just remind you of this, and it, and, and it may feel like a challenge, and I think that that's a good thing, that you have a calling to your home team, to cross a border, to cross a culture. In fact, the Samaritans were people they didn't even like, that our calling even goes beyond people that we like. Oh, man, this is not a popular message so far. <laughs> And how much further than that, Pastor? To the ends of the earth. I love this quote that I've heard from my pastor, Vance Pittman, who who would say this often. When God birthed your church, he did so with the nations on his heart. That there were things that God wanted to do in your church locally that he really did so that he could do it globally. That God was going to show you something locally that he could then take it and multiply it globally. That God has the nations on his heart. How do you know? Well, because he tells us here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fill you with the power of the Holy Spirit and you will be my witnesses everywhere. Jesus expected us to take a step. I love the name Walk Church because it implies movement. Amen. Yeah. It implies going and, and, and baton passing and, and taking this good news that has saved us and that we would then be a witness because of it. In fact, let me go ahead and just highlight this phrase. You will be my witnesses. You, you, you will be. Come on, somebody say will be. will be. It's important that we catch the will be. If not, we might think it says might be. Or maybe if you're an all-star, you could be. And if you become a pastor, then, then you will be. Come on, this is to ordinary disciples in a small room in Jerusalem. He says, you, oh, come on, one more, you, you will be my witnesses. Now, what's a witness? Let me go ahead and give you a definition for the word witnesses. It's important that we catch this. The, the noun for a witness is evidence and proof. You know how we do at Walk Church? Come on. This is, a, this is a dialogue. It's not just a talking person. Tap the person next to you and say, you're the proof. And then to tell that person that just spoke to you, say, well, you're the evidence. Now, do, uh, do we all feel convicted in the room? You're like, if I'm the proof, we ain't, this is not going to end well. You're like, if I'm the evidence. No, no, no. Hear me, walk church. Hear me, hear me. Jesus is saying, you're going to be my witness. In other words, people are going to come to know Jesus because they're going to say, if God could do that in Will's life, he could do that in my life. Amen? They're going to, here's what it means to be a witness. I knew Hayden back then. That's not the same guy. One of the greatest compliments someone ever gave me. They said, man, Hayden, you changed. I said, yes! I'm so glad I'm not the same. I'm so glad I'm getting better. I'm so glad Jesus is conforming me into his image because I'm the proof. I'm the proof that his gospel, his power, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is raising me, is doing something in me. We're we're the evidence of the gospel in our lives. We're we're the proof that Jesus is still alive, that the word of God is still active. Amen? And, and, And friends, I'm telling you, people need to see that. Your kids need to see that. Kids, your parents need to see that. Students, your school needs to see that. Students, your middle school will either see that there's evidence that God is real. They might be reading a book that says God's not real, but when they look at you, they see he is. You might be on a college campus or a high school campus. You're the proof. Man, we don't have a Bible club here. Well, guess what? You're the Bible club. Just with your walk, with your life. Here's the verb have knowledge of an event or change from a personal observation or experience. What does it mean to be a witness? It means that you know someone. It means you know something, amen? Amen. A witness says, you know what? I was there. I know him. 
Come on, anybody ever seen the movie Elf? We're not too far from Christmas, are we? Come on, Buddy the Elf, right? What's your favorite color? I love that scene when Buddy the Elf, he, he travels, right? He's got a heart for the nations, right? He, he makes his way to New York, right? He ends up in this big old mall, and then he sees him. Who does he see? Santa. <laughs> Starts screaming out Santa. But what does he say about Santa? I know him. I know him. I know him. He can't help but get excited about his knowledge. Uh, he's saying, I'm a witness. I know him, right? Well, let's go beyond the cheesy fantasy fictional Disney stuff. I almost said crap. Sorry. <laughs> Forgive me, all right? Let's go beyond that. Let's go beyond that. And let, let, let's, let's talk about our witness to something that's real. I know Jesus. I'm a witness because of who I know. It's a personal observation. He changed my life personally. It's not just a religion. It's not just cold. It's not like I know how to do church. I go to church and I can play the game. No, no. It's very personal. I have an experience where Jesus saved my life. And I'm called to be a witness. But here's what I want to tell you. We're called to be a witness to the nations. One more, one more verse, and then and I'm going to move us into our next moment. The end of the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28, Jesus' final words to his disciples. What's the last thing Jesus says to his disciples in Matthew 28? Here we go. Everybody, come on. Let's read it with me. Go. Oh, hold on. Pause. Woo. Everybody say that, two, that two-letter word with me. Go. Come on. Say it loud. Go. Jesus expected us to move. Go, therefore, and make disciples of, say it with me. Jesus had this big God, global, all nations mindset that he would take his 12 disciples who oh, a little bit before that didn't even show up. But now Jesus is saying, I'm going to empower you and you're going to change the world. Literally, Acts says, turn the world upside down with their faith. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. I love that. This, this is called the Great Commission. Do you know why it's called the Great Commission and not just the Great Mission? Here's why. Because Jesus says, I'm going to be with you. Jesus says, I'm, we're going we're gonna to do this together. It's going to be a co-mission. Yeah. Like, who are you on mission with? I'm on mission with Jesus. He's still saving the world. And he actually asked me to be on his team. On. We're on a co-mission. Me and the Holy Spirit and King Jesus. He says, I'm going to be with you as you go make disciples in all the nations. You don't have to fear. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm calling you to the nations. We're called to be on mission. Now, what, what's that going to look like for the majority of us? Let me answer that. For the majority of us, on mission is going to look like your home. Can I just say that? Like, hear me in this message say that the, the starting place is for you to be on mission and to make disciples in your own household. Like, don't skip your house to go on mission. Start with your kids. Come on, parent-child dedication. We're on, we're on our way, right? Start with kids. Start with youth group. Start with, start with the 412. Like, start with your home. Make disciples there. Come on, move into your, 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 your neighborhood. Come on, Jesus said, love your neighbor. This is biblical, right? Right? Work on your neighbor. Oh, we're, we're coming out of Love Strong Month. We had 20 different serving opportunities, over 500 hours logged of serving. We love the city of Las Vegas. Come on, go on mission in your city. Amen? Amen. Love Strong. Take the gospel. Be a witness in your city. But how about our nation? I'm so grateful for the nations, but I love this nation. In the United States of America, we need the gospel here. Our church has been a part of planting 10 different churches since we started six years ago, right? Some are a majority here in Las Vegas. We helped plant one in Portland. We helped plant one in San Francisco. Right now, we're working with a church plant that's helping plant in Charlotte, North Carolina. We're helping plant a church in West Monroe, Louisiana. Well, our, our, our church is about the nations, but we're here in the nation too, amen? But can I just confess to you something here today? I'm being really transparent. Stay with me. I think too often, even for us here at Walk Church, we've, we've kind of put a period there, and we hope somebody else thinks about the nations, the S. 
But can I tell you today that God's thinking about the nations? And I like this quote from John Piper. He says it like this. He says, if, if we belong to Jesus, that we must embrace the nations with him. To, be, to belong to Christ is to say, we belong to the nation. We, we, we embrace the nations with us. I read this quote from John Stott. It inspired me for this, this sermon today. John Stott says it like this. He says, we must be global Christians with a global vision because our God is a global God. But how will we ever get the vision if we don't talk about it, if we don't pray about it, if we don't send, if we don't go, if we don't hear from missionaries that are on the field globally helping inspire us to do it? So I'm excited for today because we're going to get a chance to hear from a missionary that is in South Africa doing a great work. He's been with us this week at various events, Pastor Kuhn Skoltz. His wife, Saria, led an amazing women's breakfast yesterday. I've been hearing all types of praise about it. Amen. Thank you, Kuhn and Saria. Um, but as I lead us into that moment, I want to just go ahead and share briefly about a, a verse of scripture that, that impacted my heart when it comes to thinking about the nations, and then I'm going to lead us into what we're, what we're going to do. We're going to apply it. In Mark chapter 11, there's this moment where Jesus is entering into the temple, and he sees some stuff that was happening that was not right, some, some mishandling of money, some extortion in a way, right? In the old day, the, the, the temple was used for a place of worship. It was a, a house of worship. It was where people would go to worship. But on the outside gates, right outside of the temple, would be the outer court, and that's where the Gentiles would worship. People from other nations, people from other cultures, people from other backgrounds. It was only the Jews and the, the Hebrews and the, the Israelites that were allowed to go into the temple to worship their God, well, there were some people that started to come and make a business. Since there were all the Gentiles outside on the outer court, they started selling stuff. They, they popped up their little vendor tents, and they started saying, hey, well, while you're over here, let's buy something. Well, Jesus shows up, and he has to start blowing it up. Amen? Amen. They came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he was teaching them and saying to them, Is it not written that my house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. I was thinking about that verse, and if I could just highlight 17 really quick. I want us to see this phrase, for all the nations, in a way that really spoke to me this past week. I was sitting with this verse, meditating on it, looking at it. And I felt like God gave me this revelation that I had been missing for the past several years. I've known that the church should be a place to pray for all the nations. I believe that, and I believe that we should pray for all the nations. Amen? And I believe that we should do it more. On our Wednesday prayer meeting, on our Sunday prayer, uh, prayer gathering, our worship gathering, that we should take time to pray for the nations. But what I didn't catch here is Jesus says, is it not written what he writes in Isaiah through the prophet? My house shall be a called a house of prayer for all the nations. In other words, Jesus was actually expecting for his house to be filled with the nations, and then they would get together and pray together. Amen. That his house was a house for the nations to pray. Yeah. I think Jesus was declaring a prophecy, and he was saying, hey, I'm about to do something through my death and resurrection and blood that's going to even let these different nations, the outer court Gentiles, in to my house. And we're going to pray together. Oh, man. That's powerful right there. And so I realized, oh, snap. Somebody say, oh, snap. I said, oh, snap. Our house, Walk Church, is supposed to be a house of prayer for all the nations to be praying. And I realized we don't pray together in representation of all the nations that are represented in this church. And so what I did was I just began to think about some of the different individuals that make up our church. And I said, you know what, let's practice it today. And I invited a few different individuals in our church that represent some different nations in our congregation. And let's just have an extended moment of prayer today for the nations as Jesus called us to have. Amen? Amen. So this service... Yeah is kind of not your typical Sunday morning service. This is your first time here. It might not always look like this, 
but you're catching some different things that are part of our church. So if I asked you to be a part of this prayer moment, um, I want to invite you to come up on the stage with me right now. Come on up here, Uncle Manu, uh, Pastor Joshua, um, Simon. Uh, where's my brother George at? George is going to come down, Pastor Shabazz, uh, Pastor Kuhn, Pastor Joshua. Um, I'm going to have you guys just come on, come on up, up on this stage. We'll just take some residents up on this carpet right here. And I'll love for you guys to join me up here. And what I like, come on, let's just honor them as they come on up. So good. Come on, you guys can come down just a little bit. Come on down just a little bit. Let's just go line up right here on the stage. And what I ask these brothers to do um, is for them just to introduce themselves in the, the region that they represent and to then lead us in a specific and intentional prayer in their own language, and we're just going to jump in and pray with them in ours. So whatever language you want, that if you speak English, if you speak Spanish, if you speak Tagalog, and you, you feel like that's the language you want to pray in right now, I want to invite you to pray as we hear from these different brothers on how we can pray specific for the nations. Um, George, why don't you kick us off? You got a mic down here, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Good morning, church. My name is George Hernandez. Uh, I was born in Mexico, so we're going to pray for the, the nations that speak Spanish, Latin America, and the Caribbeans. Amen. There's a lot of, of Spanish-speaking folks in, 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 our, in our nation, in the Americas. So join me. Join me to pray for Latin America. Yes, Lord, we do. We do pray. We do intercede. Yes. Padre Celestial, en el nombre que sobre todo nombre, en el nombre de Cristo Jesús, a través de tu Santo Espíritu, Dios, tú eres un Dios soberano, un Dios que es omnipotente, omnipresente. Tú eres un Dios que, que mira los corazones. Tú eres un Dios que es que está activo, un Dios que pone el querer como el hacer. Te damos gracias por la sangre de Cristo. Te damos gracias por la cruz del Calvario. Te damos gracias que has resucitado de los muertos. Te damos gracias que estás activo a través de tu Santo Espíritu. Y eres un Dios de las naciones. Eres un Dios que ama a la gente latinoamérica a la gente que habla español, Señor, en México, en Centroamérica, en Sudamérica, en el Caribe. Tú tienes a tu gente, tú tienes a tu iglesia que has llamado, que has levantado y no has ungido, sellado a través de tu Santo Espíritu para llevar tu Evangelio con poder, con autoridad. So, Señor, salva, envía, restaura, Usa a tu iglesia para que los muertos se levanten a vida. Para que haya un avivamiento en la gente latina. Para que haya una luz en la oscuridad. Una transformación que viene de ti, papá. Tú eres un Dios soberano. Un Dios que está presente. Un Dios poderoso. Y un Dios que lo sabe todo. Señor, queremos ver a Latinoamérica transformado por tu poder gracias por tu espíritu gracias por tu palabra y gracias por tu iglesia te lo pedimos papá en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y el Espíritu Santo, amén Thank you George for leading us in that time of prayer George is from Chihuahua, Mexico and, um, and it's important that we hear, we hear from him it's important that we learn from him. Um, Uncle Manu, why don't you take us into our next prayer point? Yeah, my, my name is Manu. I was born in the island of Samoa. Hey. And uh, in, the, in the South Pacific. And uh, to, I, I asked my friend last night about, she used to be the missionary in the South Pacific. And I asked her, 
if the, the, the gospel is spread throughout the, the South Pacific, and she said, yeah. The, so everybody heard about, the, uh, about Jesus. But we're going to pray this morning, pray for the uh, uh, transition religion back home. So people will have the, uh, open their hearts and, and have a relationship with God. And, and the other thing is, we're going to pray about it this morning, is to, to have the fear of God, to serve God and honor God, the people of the island. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Matu tamai oililangi, ia pa ia lo suwafa, ia ho o mai lo malo, ia faya lo finga ngalo ililalo langi, nei pei ona faya ililangi. Matu tfaftai lo tala leolo fapenan tala ina ili motul pasifika tama. Amato te bala awia te oil in Eitayao ina ima faiona talepeina le mapuloto o tangata ayo te tala o lato loto ina ia faulu fale o Yesu io lato loto ma auna ya te oita ma amato bala awia te o Yesu ile Eitayao ia matua fa ia ya te lato le matau lato te au aunai matapua ia ia te oita ma Ya ya te oile vi inga malifane tanga fa tailo tala le ono lo swa fa Jesus amen Jesus name amen amen thank you uncle manu thank you for inviting us to pray for the nations in your world and the pacific islands specifically good afternoon church my name is uh, shabaz khan and i'm the pastor in the city for south asian hope church and this morning, I'm going to pray for uh, the peace in the Middle East and the peace in the Pakistan. Yeah. Because uh, right now, uh, Pakistan is my homeland. I was born and raised in Pakistan. And uh, uh, there's really chaos in Pakistan uh, among the two um, uh, parties, the opposition and uh, um, the government. And uh, it will be worse. Uh, in, uh, after Monday, you know, so because Monday is their festival, and after that is going to be uh, more um, uh, problems in Pakistan. And uh, I also urge you to pray for the peace in Pakistan. And also, uh, I'm going to pray for all the South Asian countries. We represent uh, the seven countries. Um, and uh, also, I'm going to pray for uh, our beloved country, United States. Uh, Pastor Hayden, I'm so grateful that uh, you encourage me uh, to um, reach the nations. Amen. Yeah, so... so uh, Amen. Yeah. We are a small church uh, in the town, but I'm really grateful for your help, your support, and your prayers. And also, I believe that all you are praying for the South Asian Hope Church. Um, we are uh, um, reaching uh, peoples in Pakistan, there are three churches, uh, and uh, the most importantly, uh, the, uh, we call them uh, the Marwari tribe, and they are, uh, have a background, Hindu background, and they are all uh, converted from Hindu to Christianity, and now they are reaching a more Hindu in the province of Sindh, and uh, uh, they are very, very underprivileged and poor peoples, and they really need your prayers and sport and uh, last time when I spoke with the pastor and it's really um, heartbreaking conversation with him and he asked me that okay pastor uh, I'll let you go I said okay go ahead and have a breakfast and he said pastor we have no uh, breakfast because we can't afford uh, three meals we have only two meals so uh, God uh, gave us a heart for those peoples. Those are not have a, even enough food to eat. Yeah. So pray for them. And uh, we are working with them on a three project, the discipleship, clean water, and education for children. Amen. Yeah. So let's pray. Let's pray. Uh, I'm going to pray in my native language. And the language is Urdu. Mr. Yesu me zinda aur jalali asmani baap. तेरा शुक्र और तेरे नाम की तारीफ हो इस खूबसूरत वक्त के लिए खूबसूरत लम्हों के लिए जो तूने दिए कि हम कौमों के लिए नेशंस के लिए दुआ कर सकें और खुदा इस वक्त तेरी बारगाह में हाजिर हैं 
پاکستان کے لیے اور پاکستان کے اندر جو کیٹک سچویشن ہے اس کے لیے دعا کرتے ہیں اور دعا کرتے ہیں کہ تو دونوں پارٹیز کو اپوزیشن کو گورنمنٹ کو حکمت اور دانش کی روح دے تاکہ وہ خدا مند اپنی ہٹ دھرمی یا اپنے نفع کے لیے نہیں بلکہ اپنے لوگوں اور اپنی نیشن کے بارے میں سوچیں yeah. اسی طرح تمام جو ساؤتھ ایشین کنٹریز ہیں ان کے میں صلاح اطمینان کے لیے دعا ہے ہر مشکل اور پریشانی سے بچا مڈلسٹ کے لیے دعا کرتے ہیں خدا وہاں بھی تو اپنا پیس جو ہے اسے yes, قائم کر اور خدا من تیرے نام کی تمجید ہو اور منت کرتے ہیں خدا من اپنے ملک کے لیے یونائٹیڈ اسٹیٹ کے لیے yes, خدا من تو اسے ہمیشہ اپنی سلامتی میرا خوشحالی کے لیے دعا کرتے ہیں محافظت کے لیے اور اپنے شہر لاس ویگس کے لیے ہمیں شہر میں کثرت سے اپنے جلال کے لیے خدا من تو استعمال کر اور ہمیں قوت اور طاقت دے تاکہ ہم سب مل کر اس شہر کی پرسیپشن کو تبدیل کر سکیں تاکہ لوگ اس کو سنسٹی نہیں بلکہ گاڈلی پیپل کے نام سے یاد کرنے yes, والے ہوں یہ سب کچھ ہم تیرے بیٹے خدا یسم مسیح کے جلالی مقدس اور پاک نام میں مانگتے ہیں آمین آمین to really do the research and to be thinking about where Pakistanis are in America, that there's a, actually a hub of Pakistanis that have moved to Las Vegas. And so he and his family said, all right, well, we're going to move to Las Vegas and plant a church uh, among them. And so it's been our joy to partner with you guys. Uh, we partner with South Asian Hope Baptist Church in financially and in prayer. And I'm grateful that we're reaching the nations, even in our city, through Pastor Shabazz and your family. He's also the, uh, the granddad to some of our students, Nisha and Aman, and we honor, we love Nisha and Aman and their family as well. So I don't know if she's here or not, but um, grateful for you, Pastor. Amen. My name is Simon. Um, I'm originally from Germany, born and raised. And so today I want to uh, pray for, for Germany, but also Europe as a whole. Yeah. Um, and in particular, there's two, two big things that are just... Uh, I've been praying about uh, and, and that are on my heart. And, and one is um, there's a lot of religion and tradition uh, in, in, in Germany and in, in Europe as a whole, yeah. uh, but there isn't a lot of relationship. Um, mm-hmm. There's a f- few churches here and there that really embrace Jesus and, and preach the gospel, uh, but a lot of people are lost. Even if they think they're, they call themselves Christians, um, but there's no relationship there. There's no, yeah, no church they belong to. Um, the other thing I do want to pray about and for is uh, the ongoing conflict and the war in uh, Ukraine um, for the horrors of this war, uh, but also for there's, there's a lot of refugees uh, that have been taken on in, in many other countries, um, and there's a lot of opportunity there for, for those, I'm, I'm going to say, real churches to make a difference, um, and I'm going to pray for... Yeah, just for, for people to seek Jesus in, in trouble. Uh, we, had, we had the pandemic, and now we have this war, and there's just uh, a lot of uncertainty that, that yeah. hasn't been there in a long time. And yeah. I think, um, yeah, I'm just going to pray for growth and for, for Jesus to be glorified and, and for people to get to know him. Amen. I'm going to pray, pray in you. German. Vater im Himmel, ich danke dir für den heutigen Tag. Ich danke dir, dass wir uns hier als, als Gemeinde versammeln können in Freiheit, um dich zu loben, dich zu preisen. Ich danke dir, dass wir die ja, Vision haben und auch die Möglichkeit, für andere Länder zu beten, für andere Christen. Ich möchte dich ja, für, für Europa bitten, für Deutschland, dass, dass du den Weg zeigst, dass Menschen zu dir finden, zu einer echten Beziehung mit dir finden, dass du die, die Mauern runterreißen, auch die Tradition und, und äh, einfach zeigst, was, was dein echter Wille ist für ihr Leben. Ich bitte dich für, für die Gemeinden, die dir folgen, die mit dir leben tagtäglich, ähm, dass, dass sie ein Licht sein können durch dich in dieser ja, Zeit, Vater. Ähm, und Herr, ich möchte dich jetzt auch gerade bitten für, für die Ukraine, für den Konflikt, für den Krieg, für all die Not, äh, die die Menschen haben dass letztendlich du doch scheinen kannst, dass, dass du die Antwort bist für viele. Und ich möchte dich bitten, dass die Menschen dich finden, Herr, als ihren Heiland, als ihren Retter. 
Ja, Herr, ich danke dir für alles, was du uns schenkst, wie du uns versorgst, jeden Tag aufs Neue. Danke für die Gemeinde hier und ja, für alle Menschen. Vater, ich bitte im Namen von Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Simon. Thank you for reminding us of the prayer and the, the work that needs to be done in Europe. Amen. Amen. Pastor Kuhn, why don't you introduce yourself and lead us in this moment? Thank you. My name is Kuhn. I'm born and bred in Africa. And then we also minister all over Africa, but also further, like we have heard the message this morning. Um, you know, I'm so excited about God that we cannot just keep ourselves contained in one country and one continent always further because he's worth it. So I would like to pray for Africa, uh, for specifically poverty and for um, jobs. COVID hit us quite hard, but in any case, we are struggling with poverty. And poverty gives rise, you know, to a lot of evil. For instance, to child-headed households, to broken up families because the dad is working far away in another country even and sends us money back. Um, for orphans, because there is associated with poverty is a, a lot of, of, of immorality and, and, and even death uh, because of a lack of health services. And I can continue and continue about uh, the effects of poverty. So we are going to pray that the Lord will heal our land and that he will bless the continent of Africa so that we can be a blessing. I don't think we want to stand any longer for Satan stealing away so that we cannot be a giving continent um, as well. Okay. So. <clears throat> Dear Lord, we are so thankful that we can know you. In Jesus, we will Rarig ons continent voor u bring, Heere, die, die nood, die kinders, vader, die straatkinders, um, dit maak ons harte seer. O vader, die mense wat u nie ken nie, omdat, omdat hulle weerhou word, Heere, hulle het nie televisies, nie, hulle het nie geleentede om, om kerk toe te gaan nie. Vader, die baie mense wat vandag bekommerd is, um, omdat hulle nie weet waar hulle kos vandaan kom nie, waar hulle kinders kos gaan gee nie for education, Father, for all kinders. Nie. And ons will come bid and pray and intree for our continent and intree for the for baie mamas and papas and the kinders, Father, who don't have a cost, who don't know where and where they will come. Here, we will want to pray that ons dear Igesien will be so that we to Sien can be to the outcome of the earth. Ons bid het alles in die almachtige naam van Jesus. Yes, so Lord, we pray it in the almighty name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Ken. I am uh, Pastor Joshua, uh, the father of John. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, just to echo the preaching of uh, Pastor Hayden about God being the God of all nations, there is this story about this black guy and white guy, they were arguing whether God is black or white. So the black was saying, you know, God must be black because black is elegant, strong, you know. But the white guy refused to accept that. And he said, God must be white because white is, you know, intelligent, strong, sovereign. In the middle of their argument, they met an accident, and both of them went to heaven. And they found themselves still arguing whether God is black or white. And suddenly, God welcomed them and said, Hola, amigo. Como esta? <laughs> That's right. But we know that God is, a God, God is a God of all colors. Amen. He that did. Jesus Christ died for all. Amen. That's right. He did. So At any good. rate, so the urgent prayer... Uh, for the Philippines is the upcoming election. Mm, and yeah. as I have said in the morning service, <coughs> highest crime appears or happens during election time because mm. there will be kidnappings, you know, uh, asking for ransom for them to use it in their election proper. And oh. also uh, they're willing to kill for their own candidates. So, so there's no honesty, there's no peace, you know. Even many of them uh, will express their commitment to have that kind of election, but it does not really happen. So at any rate, there's no, nothing in vain to continuously 
pray for it. And at the same time, let God's will, who will be the president, the vice president, okay? Let us pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Panginoon, kami po ay lumalapit sa iyo sa umagang ito, maging sa hapong ito. Naipagdasal na po namin, O Diyos, ito. Ngunit, Panginoon, tunay po ang bawat pagtagpo sa iyo ay hindi nawawala ng kabuluhan, Panginoon. Yes, Panginoon naming Diyos, kayo po ang Diyos ng lahat ng mga bansa, Panginoon. At minsan pa, Lord, dinideclare po namin ang iyong salita na ang puso ng hari ay nasa iyong mga kamay. Na tulad ng isang tubig, Panginoon, kaya mong dalhin kung saan mo ito ninanais. At Panginoon, kayo po nagsabi na ikaw ang nagtatayo at ikaw ang nagbabagsak. Ikaw ang nag-uupo para sa isang presidente o mamumuno. Panginoon, kasama po ng aming mga kapatiran sa umagang ito, aming pong dinideklara na ang sino mang iyong itinalaga na maging presidente hanggang sa pinakamababang posisyon, Panginoon naming Diyos, kami yes, po'y nangahawakan sa iyong salita na kaya mo, O Diyos, ilagay kung sinman po ang nais mong ilagay. Panginoon, nananalangin po kami ng isang mapayapa, ng isa pong honest, Lord, ng isa pong malinis na eleksyon para po sa bansang Pilipinas. Panginoon naming Diyos, maraming salamat po at patuloy din naming pinagdarasal, Panginoon, ang iyong bayan, Panginoon, ang iyong ang iyong bayan, O Diyos, ang iyong simbahan. Yes, Lord. Panginoon naming Diyos, salamat po. Kayo po ang patuloy na magpo-provide, magbibigay ng kanilang mga pangilang para Come po on. sa mga pastor, yes, para po sa mga ibangilista at lahat ng iyong mga manggagawa, Panginoon. Yes, Panginoon, ang iyong pangako, kami po, O Diyos, ay iyong pagpapalain yes, upang maging pagpapala rin, Lord, sa ibang mga bansa. Salamat, Lord. Marami pang mga misyoneryo, Panginoon, na manggagaling sa Pilipinas papunta sa iba't ibang dakong ng bansa. Maraming marami pong salamat sa magang ito. Narinig mo kami, Panginoon, at pinagpipray po namin ang mga bagay nito sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Would you help me just give it up for some of the different nations represented in our church? Amen. Praise the Lord. Love these brothers. Amen. Thank you, Simon. Amen. Praise God. So good. Um, I feel like we need to do that more. Amen. Um, and, and praise God for the different cultures and not just cultures, but nations. Nations. Even just right before this service, another brother from India just came up to me that's in our church and said, man, I'm, I'm grateful for the, this time and the representation and pray for my family in India. And and praise God for our partnership there. And um, I'm grateful for this moment now that we've just carved out to hear a little bit more from Pastor Kuhn and, and Saria, who's also here. Um, Pastor Kuhn, thank you for taking time, jumping on a... How many, how many hour flight to get over here to Vegas? I, I believe it must be close to 50, just under 50. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just uh, between all of the travels all together, uh, a lot of different stops and goes. Um, hopefully we didn't just discourage anybody from going, but um, <laughs> suffering for Jesus, amen. Um, it, but I wanted to just, um, I wanted us to just take a moment and hear um, just some different perspective from Pastor Kuhn on the work that God is doing through he, his wife, and they've been part of an amazing ministry that they birthed in the past couple of years called Ethnos, um, which is really reaching the people in South Africa and beyond. And I love Pastor Kuhn's global heart. I remember when I spent some time with him in the Zambia uh, part of region of, of Africa and going on a mission trip with Miss Terry Dodd, who led that time so powerfully at a Hope Church. Um, and just being moved by your story, moved by your passion. I think at that moment, 16 people were living in your house. And I was like, this guy is kind of Apostle Paul-like right now in front of us. Um, and I, I loved what he said. He said, you know, being from South Africa... I had this elementary view of missions that it was the church in America that needed to be the primary sending and go reach the lost and go reach. And here's Kuhn in Africa saying, no, I feel called to go reach America, uh, who is lost in a lot of ways as well. And, and praise God for the, the nations and the mission and the great commandment and the great commission that exists for all of us wherever we are. Amen. 
And so I love that you represent that, Pastor Kuhn. You helped inspire that in me. And would you just give us some perspective now on what things are like in Africa and, and really lead us into this moment as we talk more about partnership? Yeah. Thanks, Pastor Raiden. Yeah, I must say, um, what is really exciting for me about American culture is your food. Um, Amen. Come on. I must say, I have picked up a couple of kilograms thanks to uh, my hosts, and thank you for Well that. done, Dodds. Love y'all. Amen. Uh, we were, uh, me and Surya, at one stage in India years and years ago, and it was very hot, and so we decided not to eat lunch, but have fruit salad. And part of the fruit salad was a watermelon. So you know, you take the watermelon and you, the peels, you take off the pink part and the peels you are throwing in the rubbish uh, bin. So we did that, and I was busy washing dishes, and when I saw a little girl, I, she was very malnourished, so I was not sure if she was nine or six, but she slipped in through the gate, rushed over to our, rushing, uh, our dust bins or rubbish bins, and she grabbed those peels, and she started to eat it before I could stop her because she was so hungry. And of course, we ran out, we gave her a proper meal, but that picture stayed with me, and I realized it's a picture of the world, a world that's desperately hungry for God. Wow. You know, but about one-third of the world... Have, is unengaged with the gospel, even nowadays. So many people who have no ch chance. They are so desperate wanting to know God that they are willing to eat everything. And that's where so many evil and so many false religions is coming from. And I just sort of said, Lord, wow. please use me. Here am I, Lord, send me. Yeah. Just to give you some perspective, because we all live in bubbles, and we are not always knowing what is happening outside of our sphere of influence. So I, if you look with me on the map, you would see the map of the world. That's, of course, in scale. But I applied scale to population. If we do it, scale on population on the world map, it would look something like this. So you would see China and India is relatively um, big. And, um, yeah, some of the other places like Australia is almost non-existent. Mm. So if we are looking at GDP, now GDP is basically the gross domestic product. That's the, the, the economy, the size of your economy, if you, if you like. So if we apply the GDP to the world, we see that America is really, really well-to-do. But Africa is almost non-existing. Even though we have got four times more people in continent Africa than in the USA. So if we look at energy consumption, um, the world looks something like this. Again, America is really blessed. Every time I come to America, I realized how blessed you are. And sometimes it saddens me if I see how we complain about many things and do not embrace the blessing to be a blessing. And I think that's part of the call from my side to all of you, even more than we are already busy. Helpful. If we look at healthcare, then the world would look something like this. My continent almost non-existent. You are blessed. Export some of that blessing, and it comes from knowing the Lord. From the founding fathers of America, you put God first, and God bless so that you can be a blessing. Pray for my continent, that we will embrace God fully, so that we can also be such a blessing to others. If we look at infant mortality, then the world would look like this. I mean, it's un I cannot even explain to you how many children in Africa are dying. And... Um, this morning, my daughter is sick in South Africa, and it just sickened me to be far away, not being able to do something. So all of you that's parents know what it means to have a child. Mm. And the last slide is HIV and AIDS that cause a huge problem with orphans. That's why me and my wife have raised 16 children. This is how the world looks like if we are looking at HIV and AIDS. So pray for the orphans and the widows in our continent. So this is just a snapshot, a perspective on how the world looks like um, in Africa. Amen. Wow. Very challenging and, and in a way sobering to hear. And my hope would be in, in some ways motivating to 
at least be praying for the nation and be praying for how God may even want to use you to be a blessing and to be a part of the solution in the kingdom partnership that we're de- developing with Pastor Kuhn and Saria. Um, one of the things that I've learned from you in my time being around you is just your heart, not just for prayer, but for desperate prayer, mm-hmm. for prayer that I think, like you said on Wednesday, has, has your faith attached to the prayer. And I've loved hearing some of the different God stories that you've been able to experience the Lord really respond to your desperate prayer. Why, why wouldn't, how about share with us one of those stories? Yeah, but I, I, I want to give context to desperate prayer. You all know um, uh, that guy with the pipe and the spinach, Popeye the sailor man. Yeah, Okay. know him. Now, his English is almost like mine, not very good because he's a <laughs> sailor man. But uh, usually he have a fight with a guy called Bluto over this beautiful girl called um, Olive Oil. And then Bluto steals Olive Oil. And that's when Popeye says the following, I can stand this no more. Or in better English, I can stand this no more. Okay, then yep. he pops his spinach and Bluto is in serious trouble. I think desperate prayer comes from the heart of God when we say, I cannot stand child prostitution. I cannot stand the fact there's people not knowing Jesus. So that desperate prayer comes from having the heart of Christ, the burden. And um, um, I just want God's story. One of our team, uh, Christopher and Laureen, were in a completely unreached, untargeted uh, unengaged people group, and um, they sent us a message to say we are in trouble. The rain queen or the witch doctor who are praying for rain uh, come, and we all need to sacrifice to her and give her money and stuff, but we don't want to do it because, of course, it's wrong. We are not going to involve ourselves in idol worship, but the chief said if we don't, then they are going to chase us, and we cannot be witnesses and share the good news of Jesus. So the rain queen was supposed to come in two weeks. So I said to Christopher and Laureen, let's all pray and fast until the Lord sent rain and go to the chief and ask him that if God sends rain before this rain queen is coming, if you will be excused from giving an offering and uh, also contribute. He went to the chief. The chief says, yes, there was not much chance of rain. It's a desert area. In any case... um, the Lord sent rain so much that the chief came to Christopher and Laureen and asked them, please just ask God to stop the rain now because the river wow. is flooding and the crocodiles is, is dangerous to us. Yeah. Incredible. My goodness. I love that story. Our God is big. Is, is, that, is that the same Christopher that was with us? That's right. Oh, man. He was... He was walking with us in my time there and I could no, no, just sense another Christopher sorry. yeah okay got you um, I love that faith I love the prayer um, final question and then we'll we'll close in a moment of prayer um, I'm excited to say that we're we're today we're establishing a next level partnership with Kuhn and Saria and helping build a bridge to South Africa in the specifically the area that he lives called George Africa um, today and we're getting in the game with you guys what would you say, Pastor Kuhn, is a good way for our, our people to just think about that word partnership? What does that word mean to you? Yeah, I think partnership is strongly based in a relationship. And uh, it, just like me and my wife, it's a partnership. We contribute to one another so that we are forming a stronger unity. Um, I believe that partnership is not just one-sided, but it's both sides. So I know that many of you will come on outreach. That's great. And some of us might come on outreach here. Financially, we can contribute to specific needs and have specific projects together. There's one thing that I want to invite young people is come for three months or for a year down, and we will give you training, even for some of you others that wants to learn a little bit more on cross-cultural ministry so that you can come and be a blessing cross-culturally here. We would love to uh, partner with you in any way. We definitely are going to pray for Oak Church um, in a very specific and concerted way. So be aware, be assured of our prayers. Pastor Hayden, I know that our time is over, but um, as my wife says, Americans have watches, but we Africans have time. Ah. So, <laughs> so, 
Jesus is a champion for the nations. Come on, brother. Go ahead and take us where you need to take us right now. Thank you. I I do want in a morning like this, just bring us back that God knows your name and my name. Mm. Every hair on our heads. Sometimes when we talk about the nations, it's white and far and big. But in those nations, God knows the names of everyone. So I was a young missionary walking for 23 kilometers uh, planting churches. And um, there was this guy, his name was Make Sure. Now, of course, that's funny for us because we Africans have very creative ways of, of naming our children. So Make Sure. But he was not sure about Jesus. He was actually a criminal, very tough guy, drugs. And um, yeah, he was a gold digger, like in the olden days here in America. Yeah. I tried every way to evangelize Make Sure. He would just laugh at me. But... You know, over time, I became friends with him and I would go back and just chat with him a little bit on everything. And then he would say, I will take you halfway. So he would walk back to my village, maybe a kilometer or so, and then turn around while I go ahead. And he asked me a question. I cannot exactly remember how he phrased it, but it came down to my answer. And that I remember. I said to him, make sure you do not understand because God is a father and he loves you. And suddenly, this big man stood dead still. I turned around in the dust road, and and he says to me, do you mean God can even forgive me? I said, yes. He says, no matter what I have done, God can even love on me. I said, yes. And a tear started to run down his cheek. And he went on his knees right there in the dust road, and he accepted the Lord Jesus. And um, the next day, I walked to his village and for everybody to see with some clay from the river and some ash from the fire, he drew a big cross with a man sitting on his knees before this cross and the big open Bible for everybody to see that he will become a man of God, of the cross of the word. Make sure eventually ended up having orphans and widows and built houses and started to teach agriculture in Uganda, in South Africa, in Zambia, sharing the gospel everywhere. Wow. The transformation so good. is amazing. I love and, that. And I want to ask you, please, God knows people. He knows you, your family. Pray with us, journey with us, partner with us that many ones can say thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. Yeah. He became a witness. He became a witness. And, and that extension is for each person in the room here today. And so if you don't know Jesus yet, lean into the yet and change that to yes. And get to know him today by faith. He's, he's, he's here. He's available. His blood has been shed. He's risen from the grave. And he is available to you to know. Um, well, as we conclude this moment, I, I just want to pray for you, Pastor Kuhn and, and Saria, and for the work that's happening in South Africa. And, and in doing so, um, would you stand with me? Would you stand with me? And um, I want to go ahead and just honor you and thank you today. And on behalf of Walk Church, we want to bless you with our first gift of partnership today, a $1,000 seed into the ministry of Ethnos. Pastor Mike has that for you. And um, thank you, Pastor Mike. And we believe that God's going to use this as just a starting piece to show our buy-in to getting in the game to make disciples, expand the kingdom. Jesus says, if you seek first my kingdom, I'll go ahead and add everything else and his righteousness. And so we believe this is kingdom work that we get to be a part of in South Africa. Um, Would you join me? We're just going to extend a hand. We're going to pray over Kuhn. And if you're on this side of the room, uh, stretch a hand over to Saria. And let's lift up our sister over there. She's sitting right next to Miss Terry. And uh, and let's pray. Father, we, we, we come before you desperately. We have a burden. God, we don't want to just look at pictures of a map. We want to see that map changed. We want to see those statistics change. We want to see people come to know you, Jesus. And then not only know you, but but make a difference with their life, changing poverty, changing the landscape of their family, of their testimony, of 
what's going to come, God. We want to see people get excited about the gospel work. We want to see people get excited about the kingdom. So, Lord, use us. Use Walk Church to, to partner and lock arms with Pastor Kuhn, Surya, their family, Ethnos, to see South Africa reached with the gospel at next levels. God, to see the continent as a whole come to know you in real ways that we would be able to say in, in our lifetime, we saw movement. We saw the Holy Spirit take ordinary people like us to do extraordinary work for the kingdom across the globe, across waters, for your sake, Jesus. That the nations would be glad that we would get around the throne in heaven one day and see cultures and languages and tongues and tribes. And so, Lord, I pray that you would, you, we would be able to look back at this prayer. May 1st, 2022. That the heavens would be leaning into this moment and would see a church and a missionary organization coming together unified to see the kingdom expand. So Lord, do it, God. Use us. Use, use our dollars. Use our prayers. Use our people. They're yours first uh, for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.